Welcome to the Power of Lifting podcast. I'm Eric Cafferty, owner of the Mecca Gym. I am a strength and conditioning coach and a contest prep specialist. The focus of this podcast is to dive into the mindset and the drive of people who have done incredible things with their lives. Shall we welcome everybody to the podcast? Welcome all to the Power of Lifting podcast. And I know I say all of our guests are special, but this one, I mean, they just keep getting specialer. Specialer. Is that a word? Yeah, it is now. It is now. Oh, man. So, Miss Maggie McCormick, some could call her the official competition gym mom of the Mecca. I mean... Un- unofficially. Unofficial. I don't know. You can make it official now. You own the place. I mean, I guess so. <laughs> right. I feel like kind of Mecca morning manager is a little more appropriate. Mecca, Mecca morning <laughs> HR. <laughs> right. Really more importantly. Right. I mean, for all of my important uh, HR comments, we all know how you know pc and hr friendly i am yeah right that's so, why you don't have an hr department yet. exactly <laughs> right. I would, maggie would have fired me a long time ago yeah you're out pal so maggie we know you as the amazing um you know 6 a.m um you know miss most dedicated of the gym <laughs> and um you know famous mecca athlete but tell us uh Tell us about yourself, tell us who you are, what you do, and um, what led you here. Yeah, so my name's Maggie McCormick. Um, I've been a member of the Mecca for four and a half years. Um, I'm a mom. I work in talent acquisition. I oversee um, hiring for the largest uh, French fry maker in North America. There we go. That's right. Yep, because everybody loves French fries. Uh, absolutely. That's right. Uh, so my team does about 2,000 hires per year. I have about 18 recruiters on my team, and so I keep Very super good. busy at work. Wow. Um, but when I'm not at work, I'm here at the gym usually. So. Um, Which is spectacular. Yeah. Yeah, I, uh, I'm part of the early morning crew. We start mm-hmm. rolling in here between 4 and 5 a.m. And because some of us have day jobs and need to be out of here at a decent hour. Getting it done. Luckily, still. Hunter and I don't have day jobs, so we get to work out in the middle, <laughs> of, the right. middle of the day. Yes. Right. Um, <clears throat> man, four and a half years, huh? I know we've been together a long time. We have been together for quite some did time you, now. Did you come to the Mecca at the same time you started training with him, or was it one before the other? I did. So um, I came to the Mecca in 2017. Uh, A friend of mine was training with Mm -hmm. Eric and uh, was just doing incredible. And she was like, hey, you should you should come meet with my trainer. And so I met with Eric and was terrified of the beard at first. But once I got over that, it's like it can be very intimidating. But yeah, and the rest is history. I think you and I have been together like we've never taking a break right no. i mean it's been four and a half years straight so it's been going there's no ross going and rachel strong. going on over here right we were what? not on a break <laughs> uh is this one reference i totally don't yeah. get the friend friends oh is that a friend friends? friends when oh, so i don't gotcha. know if you've been in there okay. no. showing his age no 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 no. i you know i never got on the friends wagon um <clears throat> yeah 2017 i can't believe it's been that long um yeah i think that um I want to hear a little bit about um, 
what kind of led you to come in to the Mecca in the first place? Yeah, aside sure. Aside from aside from the poking and prodding of your friends. Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, I had been uh, a dancer all my life. Started dancing when I was five, danced through high school. Mm-hmm. and A dancer, even... we know what that means. Right, just <laughs> just to pay the tuition. And then you know, into my twenties, when I when I stopped doing that and started having a family, right? I mean, life was just normal, just mm-hmm. plugging along. And you know, I went to the gym, but it wasn't anything serious. And uh, I mean, candidly, looking back, I had no clue what I was doing. Um, Fair enough. Yep. And then uh, when I turned 30, I went through a divorce that was really tough and really shifted into survival mode. Mm. Um, I have two incredible kids and, uh, you know, I wanted to make sure that I was providing them with a great life and putting them kind of at the front of the Mm -hmm. line. And so, you know, I did. I just went into fight mode of building my career and, and getting myself back on my feet. And through that, I just did not put myself into that equation. Um, and yeah. over that time, just continued to gain weight. Um, and so I really, you know, at the end of the day, n- knew that that wasn't the lifestyle that I wanted to live. Right. And so, um, you know, but but didn't really know how to connect those dots. And that's when I, you know, gotcha. ran into a friend that was having some success. Gotcha. Ooh. Yeah. yeah. I, um, I, I distinctly remember when you... Um, started working on a lot of different things, you know, nutritionally speaking, getting you going with, um, you know, obviously going through all of the lifting stuff that we typically take people through. Um, What was the biggest obstacle that you encountered kind of when you started really, you know, getting deeper into the process? Like, okay, I'm going to hire somebody, um, you know, hire a trainer, get my nutrition and my exercise dialed in like what were some of the obstacles that you ran into right out of the gates i think for a lot of people you know daily life i mean we all come up with things that are you know seem bigger and more important in those situations and so you know you really have to work to find a balance of something that's going to set you up for success so for me it was working out in the mornings right Mm -hmm. so that it didn't take time away from my family or my other my work commitments Mm -hmm. um so that was a that was a big thing for me was just kind of figuring that out and then i think the other thing was figuring out mentally that you know it was okay to mess up but to just get back to it right to not let a slip up derail your whole progress which is what i had done in the past yeah yeah i mean that's great great advice to people i mean it's easy to do yeah, I mean, I think a lot of people just, they get in this cycle of, like, continuous derailment, so right. to speak. Yeah. Right? Well, it's like and it's comfortable to go back get, to derailing. Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. Which is interesting. Keep showing up, right? Is that what they, is that what they say? Just keep, keep showing up. Keep showing up, yeah. right? Yeah, um, <clears throat> and I, I agree with that. I think, um, you know, getting into that early morning routine was, was super key. Hmm. Um, so... How would you say that you are involved in fitness now? What, oh my what's gosh! Your in, what's your involvement level? I'm all in. She's all in. <laughs> right. I'm in the deep end right now. For the listeners, yes. Yeah. How? Do, well, I should. I'll rephrase that. How do you? How do you view fitness now compared to, like, in years past before you started, like even before you started thinking about competing? Oh my gosh. I mean. 
for me, so, you know, I, I tried a lot of things that didn't work and I was lucky enough to find something that does work for me. Um, and I think that, you know, now it's so ingrained in who I am, mm-hmm. right? It is such a part of me that actually, you know, the part of me that gets up and goes to the gym knows I do it because I'm going to feel better afterwards versus the person that's laying in bed that wants to stay there because that feels good, right? Mm-hmm. I know that that short-term laying in bed is going to feel crappy mm-hmm. at the end of the day. And so, you know, it, it's that. And then fitness has just become so ingrained. You think it's just in the gym, but then you have the other aspects of your life, which is like, I've been more successful in work. I've been more successful in my personal life. And mm-hmm. all of that is a result of my life in fitness. Mm-hmm. Uh, so just continuing to keep that commitment day in and day out, knowing that, you know, who knows in five years from today where we're going to be. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> so to kind of go along with um, the direction that we're going, I kind of want um, to hear from you, um, like your your progress in in the journey. And one of the big reasons why, aside from the fact that I love you dearly, uh, I wanted you on this podcast was because, you know, not only are you um, well-spoken and, you know, just a heck of a personality, but um, I think that a lot of people um, should be able to relate to the journey that you've excuse me, the journey that you've been on. Yeah. Um, just because, you know, you were, um, you know, you're a mom, you've got a, you know, full-time job, Mm -hmm. you've got a lot of commitments and, you know, you went from a place where a lot of people have felt, you know, which is kind of stuck, you know, in not having your health where you want it to be to where you are now. So I kind of want to hear from you, you know, kind of what that journey has looked like and um, I'll let you I'll let you take it from there yeah sure so um, I think not a, a lot of people know this about me but when I started at Mecca I was about 80 pounds heavier um, I was pushing that 200 mark and at a point in my life where I knew I wanted better for myself I knew I wanted better for my kids um, and willing to do whatever I needed to do to do that. So when Eric and I started training together, um, really, I think the first six to nine months, you know, I, I wouldn't put them as successful necessarily. I think I was trying to get my bearings about me, right? I had kind of gone back and forth and, and failed at some things and been successful at other things. But then I remember I went on a trip to Turks and Caicos in March of oh, yeah. 2018. Ooh. Oh, yeah. Nice and good times. An absolute must. Um, and I came back and there were, I saw a picture of myself like a lot of people do, right? And I was like, who's that girl? Like, that, <laughs> that's not that's not me. And so uh, that year I was turning 40. And so I made a goal that I wanted to lose 40 pounds by my 40th birthday. So that was 2018. And so I remember sitting down with Eric and, you know, saying, hey, this is what I want to do. And he's like, look, I want you to just give me 30 minutes of movement every day, mm-hmm. right? Close your Apple Watch rings. for a week straight Maggie right Mm -hmm. come back in a week and and Mm -hmm. and we're gonna go to there right and so and so I did it for a week I closed those rings and then I came back and he was like all right do you think you can do two weeks in a row and I'm like yeah I can totally do two weeks in a row right and from there then it was like all right can I do a month can I do 90 days right and so I spent 2018 living on an elliptical machine and (laughs) (laughs) I am the queen of cardio um 
spent a lot of hours there, yeah. but I also did um, a tremendous amount of lifting and um, we had a great summer, right? I was, you did have a great summer. I was yeah, able to lose, yeah, I lost 53 pounds um, by my birthday. Oh, geez, that's which, amazing. Yeah, which yeah. was super cool. And so, that was great. yeah, and then from there, you know, it, then you go into this really weird space where you start to kind of reverse. Mm-hmm. And that's every bit as challenging as losing weight, right? Potentially worse, yeah. Yeah, uh, for sure. Yeah. I'm way better at the loss part than I am at the reverse part. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I think um, you were definitely, and it's not just you, everybody it does better with um, a good concrete goal. Yeah. You know, it's not really good to start into something like this and be like, well, I'm going to arbitrarily, you know, lose weight and build muscle because that doesn't really keep you showing up or committed too well, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I think the Apple Watch, that little girlfriend of yours that's... Bestie Boo. Oh, man. (laughs) What is it? A Series 1? Yeah. You always always give me a hard time about it. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, that's one of the reasons why those things work so dang well. And, you know, just setting like a small goal at first, you know, it's not like... You know, you went from, hey, I want to lose, you know, X amount of weight just to feel good to, you know, I want to actually get on stage like overnight. Right. Like that, yeah. <laughs> that goal did right. not just happen like, yeah. you know, immediately. Um, now, in the back of your head, was that a thought in the back of your mind? Yeah, I think you watched, you know, Jess on the stair mill a few times and was mm-hmm. like, man, to do that. Right. Even though I don't know, I don't know why anybody would want to spend that much time on a stair mill, but not me. Yeah, not me. <laughs> That's for the ladies. Um, but, <laughs> um, but yeah, you know, it's very. Uh, it, we kind of, you know, took it in, took it in phases, and yeah. you know, I've told you this a number of times. But even if had you never even wanted to get on stage, like it doesn't make a difference to me one way or the, another. You know, if somebody, I think that's you know great though if if things do end up coming full circle and you're like yeah i want to see what like how far i can really push my body because you know compared to when we were you know losing weight for health compared to competition prep like it's really not that much different right but it's just that next level of push right for sure. this is a lot more that goes into it. So what were some of the differences that you noticed between just losing weight for general health versus, okay, I'm going to throw my hat in the ring to a show? Yeah. So, you know, just losing for health. Sure, I had kind of a day and a, and a timeline around that. But let's be real, there was flexibility to that timeline, right? If it didn't happen by my birthday, like, oh, maybe it's 30 days later. That wasn't yeah. <laughs> that wasn't quite a big deal. Where when you're in prep, you're pushing against a clock, a really oh, yeah. solid clock. Yes. Um, and so and the other thing is, is, and you correct me if I'm wrong, please, but we didn't have to go quite as extreme on calorie cutting when we were doing it for health because we didn't have that timeline there, right? Where we kind of right. amped it up to <clears throat> hit the goals that we wanted to hit for stage. Yeah, yeah, and there's diminishing um, returns, so to speak, right? It's not like you can just eat 1,500 calories till the end of time and keep getting leaner, yeah. right? Yeah. So your body's gonna have some you know, mechanisms in which it prevents you from you know, really 
going to that next echelon of you know conditioning that you're gonna want to be at for for competition whereas you know for general health yeah you could you, i mean you got as lean as you would ever need to be for for health reasons on you know quite i mean <clears throat> generally speaking quite a bit more food than what it takes to get competition ready lean right for sure um However, I will add in that I think going that extra mile and getting contest ready actually does help people maintain a healthy body weight in the long run if it's done correctly and the person is like in a, you know, somewhat mentally stable place, I would say. Right. Yeah. Um, just because it it's all about... Um, you know perspective and it changes your perspective so what what were some of the changes that that you felt like you experienced going um along both parts of your journey i think that i think that you start to see like oh i can accomplish this right you start to believe in yourself you start to gain that confidence back because i think that you know, if you have, if you've put on a significant amount of weight, you, you carry, at least I did, I don't want to speak for anyone else, but there's almost like a level of shame at some point that you're like, how did I get here? Right. And so you start gaining back that confidence and you start gaining back that ability to set goals and meet them. Right. And so for me, when it came to stepping on stage and making that decision, I had really just, you know, I looked at you and said, I want to see what my best is. I want to see what I'm truly capable love and man did it pull it out of me right like I mean I laid it all on the table like oh, I gave yeah. it what I had and um and just as as difficult as it was it was incredible right like everyone should be able to to have that feeling of accomplishment and you know now I feel like we'll we'll if I did that, what's the next thing I can do, right. right? What's the next big thing that I can go after? And so you start really chasing down those passions that you have in your life, being professional or personal. Right. It's a momentum game almost, I think. Totally. Well, and even just the way that you were describing your journey, how you started, your thought process was, I don't want to be this way anymore. Like, I don't want to be sick. I'm tired. Sick and tired of being sick and tired. Is yeah. Like the phrase or whatever. And then you said, okay, I strapped together a week and then two weeks and then a month and then 90 days. And now it gets to the point where it's like, oh, I'm going to go on stage and see where I can push myself from there. That is, I don't think there's anything accidental about how that works out in the universe, that once you start accomplishing things, that just continues to roll and get bigger yeah. and bigger yeah. and bigger. Yeah. I mean, keeping, I mean, you're just accomplishing, you know, more, another goal. And the confidence goal, grows goal. that you're like, I can oh, do totally. this next goal. Even though that goal, like you look back two years, I would have never, ever thought that this would be the goal but now you're two years ahead it's like i'm gonna do this goal now right yeah confidence is huge we talk about that all the time yeah. on here yeah i think that i i just wish that more people could like palpate that mm -hmm. feeling you know what i mean uh, i think there's a lot of people out there that maybe you know maybe they don't want to compete or um you know something like that which is like i said totally fine but just that you know that um it's it's like i wish i could explain to like the the general population out there people that aren't necessarily into fitness like how important doing what you have done is because 
and and that's one of the, obviously one of the big reasons why I you know I want to hear from you is because you know I I want more people to to get in that lane you know what I mean because there's tons and tons of people out there that need to change their health that need to you know um, get in the gym more that need to you know flat out just get healthy lose body fat gain strength things like that and I feel like so many of them are turned off by like what we do here mm -hmm. you know mm -hmm. because it's intimidating or sure. oh that's only for hardcore people or it's like no this is like how fitness should be done now you can be Maggie well you can't be Maggie no, no one can be could. Mag but you can you could uh, walk in her similar shoes and you know go f go full circle and compete and there's there's you know she's not the only one there's people that do that there's a gal you know at the show that uh, Brad and Elaine gave an inspiration award to um, that had lost a ton of weight and got on stage and she did great you know which mm -hmm. is super cool right mm -hmm. um, you know there are stories like that um, but you know I think we need to hear from from more people like that and see that you know you are a normal person we're all normal people but people put labels on somebody like me because oh you own a gym you must get to work out all day right. or oh you're you know you just have good genetics you know you've been an athlete your whole life you haven't had to try right yeah it's like okay sure yeah, yeah sure all yeah. right well, you know but like you know i can't you know for me to sit here and say no i've worked my literal ass off or on yeah. whichever way you want to look at it for <laughs> you know yes. literally 20 years like a long time right yeah, yeah. but nobody cares because it's me and I'm a, I own a gym and I've competed in 20 bodybuilding competitions. Sure. Like, right. you know, it's let's a weird misconception. Yeah, yeah. And it's like, yeah. And people, I mean, and Maggie gives me a hard time. Like, yeah, must be nice. You know? <laughs> yeah. Must Just be. jump on that treadmill and get your steps, Eric. Exactly. <laughs> Even though fun fact, I've maybe walked on our treadmills here once or twice. True story. That is, true. A, that is a yeah. fun fact. That's true story. Yeah, I'm yeah. not surprised. If I want to get steps, I go walk outside, even yeah. if it's a blizzard. But yep. um, <clears throat> that's fair. But, you know, I would just add, so like, you know, and you kind of, you asked about this earlier, I don't know that I necessarily answered it directly, but like, I'm a mom, I was in my 40s, right? I was overweight. I don't come from strong genetics. I don't come from an athletic background overall, right? And when I walked in here, I do remember walking in and feeling that, am I in the right place, right? <laughs> feeling that overwhelming feeling. Yeah. But when I looked around, the thing that was different from other places that I had been is I saw people who had results, right? And I saw people who were genuine in what they were doing. And so I just decided to go with it, right? And I remember one of our very first training sessions, you know, here I am just struggling to feel comfortable and Corey Wagner coming up and being like, oh, I love your workout top. And I'm like, and I love you right like I've been obsessed <laughs> with her since the first day uh, do you know what I mean just that yeah. like 
oh, this isn't as intimidating as I thought. And I know a lot of people in the podcast have talked about it. But I mean, truly, I have never felt for one day that I was in competition with anyone here. Right. I always felt like I was working against myself and that everyone here was cheering me on. And I mean, just the support and prep was something incredible. Right. But I mean, people can walk in here and feel overwhelmed by that. But it took, you know, a solid 60, 90 days for me to kind of get my feet underneath Mm me. Yeah. yeah, that's totally fair. But I think there's a two-prong approach to that because, for one, it takes a while to change your lifestyle, like completely shift it both mentally and uh, practically. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then two, it, it's just like uh, mentally shifting towards a getting results mindset. Yeah, and I think that's the misconception. It's unfortunate, like looking at the mech, and I think about this constantly. I dream about this at night because I'm the marketing guy. I'm trying to portray this out to people yes. that there is... Um, that that shouldn't be the, the the thought process here. You you come here, and hopefully you do see those results. We don't want to like not yeah. like show people that have been very successful in the bodybuilding stage right. or powerlifting or whatever. But we want to show that they all started in one spot, and then yeah. they got there. Like everybody that went on stage changed from where they were to peak health, and then just took it to the next level mm-hmm. because they know that they could. They gained mm-hmm. that confidence to do yeah. it. Yeah. So it, it's just like showing that. And then I think, like you said, if you stick with it, you're going to see it because it becomes very obvious that it's the the, the family atmosphere, the, the cheering each other on. Right. We're not in competition with each other, but we know that each person's in competition with themselves and we want to help them get better at whatever the, whatever they're doing. Yeah. Because, I mean, you could go you take know, And I think them. a lot of that comes down to, and, you know, I want your input on this, but um, that obstacle of really changing your habits, because it's almost like you're giving up your life as you know it. Would you yeah. agree with that? Someone said to me once, you're going to have to give up your old life for your new life. And that's hitting the nail on the head. My old life looks nothing like my new life. Yeah. Yeah. So what, what are some of the differences and what are, you know, what, what has, what is the trade off been like, do do you see any, so do you see any negatives towards what you're doing now compared to what, like how you were living before? No, you know, I think for me, I mean, you truly have to give up any and everything that doesn't support the goals and the life that you want to build for yourself and in my case you know that was a lot of things that was friendships where i didn't feel valued it was relationships that weren't conducive to the lifestyle that i was trying to build do you know what i mean I, i really sat down and went through my life and you know knew what I wanted to accomplish and eliminated anything that didn't support that new lifestyle. But what happened is then I moved into this space where I'm so incredibly happy. I am living a life that I'm absolutely in love with and passionate about. I'm doing things that make me happy. Instead of just surviving every day, I'm like thriving now. So. Yeah, Yeah. no, I really appreciate your input on that because I think that you know, a lot of people do really butt into that barrier, you know, and I've even had, yeah, I mean, just ton, tons of experience with people, like, just not willing to to give certain things up, and it's like, no, like, I promise you, like, it'll be worth it, you know, they don't want to give up, you know, partying and drink drinking on the weekends, and they don't want, you know, there's just little little things like that, and it's like, no, it's not that you can't, like, party, right? 
you just can't get white girl wasted every Saturday. You know what I mean? You gotta <laughs> just you gotta levels. Put, just yeah, levels. yeah, let's <laughs> stick with like one or two white claws, not like twelve. You know, back mm-hmm. back off the claws. I think yeah, back the, off the claws. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I think um, <clears throat> yeah, a lot of people just get um, kind of stuck in in their ways, and they're they're happy with certain things and. Yeah, kind of not not willing to give them up, I guess. Well, and they use them as excuses, right? That's something you yeah. and I talk a lot about. Yeah. Is you know, I do. I I could give you a hundred excuses sitting right here, mm-hmm. right off of my sleeve of you know reasons I didn't want to come to the gym this morning, or you know my knees hurt, or whatever that might be, right? Mm-hmm. But instead of looking at those as excuses, I look at how do I overcome this reason for not going to the gym, or how do mm-hmm. I get my way around this. Um, people can be stubborn and making changes yeah. uncomfortable for everybody. But yeah. if it were easy, yeah. that's right. Everyone would do it. That's right. That's right. Yes. Change is uncomfortable. Yeah. So speaking of change, <clears throat> um, tell me a little bit about um, some of the struggles that you have had um, kind of along the journey and what you've changed uh, in order to to get through those things, yeah, um, I would say that you know I think probably like a lot of normal people, diet's been really hard, right? Mm-hmm. It is something that I think a lot of people think they need to be perfect, right? And instead, I really tried to once I I you know would fail and 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 mess up and whatever. Instead, I I tried to kind of step back and look at like okay, what can I learn from this, mm-hmm. right? So, for example, I know that I'm not hungry in the mornings and I'm not hungry in the late evenings, but I'm ravenous at 4 o'clock, right? So you need to have a protein shake at 3.30, Maggie, so you don't derail yourself. It's just, mm-hmm. you know, that evaluation of, of learning those things. So I think that that was big for me. Um, you know, and then the the ability to take things on as they come. Life changes. We're not all going to be in the same place a year from today or two years from today. And you're going to have things that happen in your life that could completely derail your progress and that could sideswipe you. But you have to be able to kind of choose how you react to those things and know how to overcome them um, instead of going sideways. Yeah. I think something that keeps kind of reoccurring in my head as I talk to you is something that um, I don't know if you consciously do this as much as you do, as you really do, but self-reflection, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Like that, that just keeps jumping out at me at something that, and you know, obviously we talk quite a bit, but um, you know, I think self-reflection is something that you do exceptionally well that is not done frequently or thoroughly enough by most people you know I think that's a really valuable tool because you know like you're saying you can come up with things like okay I'm I notice that I'm consistently having this problem Mm -hmm. right what do I think I need to do to to fix this problem and then you know you obviously you can ask me for advice or just come up with you know it's pretty simple like oh I'm really hungry at four o'clock I should probably eat something before I get to that I'm going to chew my fingers off phase of the hunger train. You know what I mean? Um, So speaking of struggling, what is a piece of advice you would give somebody that's struggling or stuck? Yeah, I I think I hit on this a little bit earlier, but truly, if you fall off of the wagon, just get back up. 
just stand back up and put one foot in front of the other and try again evaluate yourself like why did i fall off the wagon what happened right and get back on and someone used an analogy once like hey if you were going on vacation to the coast and you know you rolled out of town you got a flat tire in caldwell are you just gonna call it and go home right is it over right (laughs) or are you gonna fix the tire and go on vacation so that's kind of the attitude that you have to take is all right fix the tire and let's move forward in this because everyone falls off the wagon this is not oh, yeah. a perfection game at all. Um, this is a mental progress, continue to try game. Yeah, I love continue that. to try. Continue to try. Yeah, I, I, cool I, I do. I do find that funny when somebody, you know, they eat one cookie. They're like, "Well, I had one cookie. I might as well have 12. Yeah, I mean, the chocolate cake's going down too. Yeah, it's right. over. Now. Did you notice how he looked at me when he said that? No, nah, he looked back. <laughs> no, I, I didn't say sheet cake. I said cookie. Oh, oh, good. Cookies. You want to go there? <laughs> we'll get there. Sheet we'll cakes. get there. I just think it's cool, Maggie, too, where you say when you answer that question on like the questionnaire, it says everyone struggles. You just have to keep showing up, and one day something will click. Have you found that that one day s- seems to come a lot faster than what you initially think it's going to come? Especially after so many times, right? After so many times of falling back (laughs) off and getting back on now. I mean, there were times where it took me a week to get back on track that I would just struggle and struggle. And now if I mess up in a meal, I can get back on track the next meal, right? Because just like Eric said, right? I don't demolish my whole day because I had a terrible lunch or, right, Right. there were French fries at the office and I just couldn't There's always French fries at the office. There's always French fries at the office. But uh, yes, I feel like I do recover quickly yeah now that's pretty cool um so to touch on that not french fries at the office (laughs) i should have brought some in is what should have happened absolutely (laughs) yeah i mean i can i can think of a you know a particular instance where it was like a hard a hard line almost um with when you went from you know because you started training and we were doing some things and making some progress and trying to kind of get the whole learning process you know going Mm -hmm. with you know how to track and how to you know do all the workouts and all that stuff and then you know it was kind of like some progress sort of and then it was after the Turks and Caicos trip that it was like there was like a hard line and like this is when effort started being applied mm. like yeah. and like you said it wasn't necessarily that you were doing things perfectly right um but there's a huge difference in like actually applying yourself or not mm. and that's yeah. what it comes down to i think there's like a hard line if i look through all of your spreadsheet stuff <clears throat> there's like I could tell where there was one meeting where it was like from there on it was just like boom 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 yeah boom. it clicked whereas before it was like well what do we need to change like do we need to do you know what i mean do we need to do like elimination diet do we need to you know this that the other thing like what are we going to be able to you know manipulate and you know what's the problem like you know we should be dropping weight or not really dropping weight at the right pace and I think a lot of people kind of get in that loop is like they're kind of doing something mm-hmm. <clears throat> but it's like 
they they're not seeing immediate results and so it's like they're kind of doing something yeah you know? and they're not putting all their effort into it but it's you know with you it was a very distinguishable like a hard line like i said of all of a sudden oh she's trying like mm-hmm. doing everything like and things just started kind of cruising along is pretty amazing yeah so anyway it was fun to watch oh i'm sure yeah um <clears throat> So, what are the top three things that you are most passionate and obsessed with today, and how does that compare to your obsessions from before you started getting into all of this fitness stuff? Yeah. So, my top obsession are my kids. Um, it's a good obsession. Oh, my gosh. It is a good obsession. Eric will tell you, and I know a lot of people say this, but, like, I hit the kid lottery. Um, I'm very, very lucky um, to be a mom and to be a mom to two incredible girls. And, and that obsession was before as well. They've always been at the very top of the list. Um, and so that's something I'm definitely obsessed with today. And then I am obsessed with bodybuilding. Like, I don't know who I've become. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know who she is. Uh, you know, the prep thing for me was hey let's see what my best is and then i went through that experience and you know i really didn't want to step on stage i didn't want glittery nails and a spray tan and you know i'm not super girly that way and so i was like "Eh, i don't really want to step on the stage but it's kind of one of those things you have to do to accomplish this and uh the minute i stepped on that stage it was like it was like there was a light switch for me right Mm -hmm. and i was like oh she was built for it. <laughs> <laughs> she was made for this. Yeah. So, uh, and now that prep is over, I am just obsessed with what I can do today, what I can do this week, what I can learn, what I can improve upon. You know, I'm, I'm obsessed with that too. And then what was the other thing I listed on there? I can't remember. What was the third one? That you were obsessed with? Yeah. Um... Uh, that, that was, it was Presley and then it was Charlie. And That's right, Bob Presley Bob. and Charlie. Oh, yeah. Coolest kids around. Those, those kids. And yeah. How were they different when you were young? You said I was a dancer when I was young and I was also obsessed with boys. <laughs> yeah, I was about ah. kissing. I was about dancing and kissing boys. Oh, dear. <laughs> oh, dear. Big difference, right? Right. God, God bless you. Didn't care about an elliptical. God bless your parents. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. So give us a two to five year goal professionally and personally. Yeah, so um, I've kind of had the same two to five year goal. I've been in, in uh, with a company that I'm with for, for five years now. I've been able to be promoted within my role, been super lucky, I love where I work, um, but I really want to get into a place that I can work from any location. So mm-hmm. that if I wanna pack up my stuff and <clears throat> you know go to Hawaii for a month and rent an Airbnb and work there, then, then that's what I wanna do. Mm-hmm. But Um, I love talent acquisition. Uh, You have a big impact into organizations and people's lives. Mm -hmm. And so I'll stay that route. Um, Personally, you know, I just want to see what I'm able to accomplish, right? I want to go on and compete again. Um, I would say like this was my warm up. It's the warm up. Right? Nice. Yep. First season. Yep. We take it easy on you in the first season to hook you. Oh, that was easy? Yeah. 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 (laughs) <laughs> well, it's just funny. So I was talking to our uh, our friend Mustache today, Justin, yeah. and <clears throat> he's like, you know, man, the first prep seemed like all fun and games compared to this last one. Oh, wow. And I'm like, well, 
we don't try and kill you on the first one or else you wouldn't come back. And he's right. like, if only I would have known. You know? Seriously. But it's not fun if you're not pushing yourself, right? Because yep. this sport attracts people that want to, you know, take things to the next level and see, like you said, how far, how far can I push my body? You know, how far, you know, can I go? Not necessarily how far can I push my body, but, you know, how... Um, what what can I do with my physique? What can I do with you know how much muscle can I build? How you know how good can I make my shape? You know it just so happens that these <clears throat> divisions and you know judging criteria just kind of gives you a mold to go off of because otherwise you'd just be kind of arbitrarily like, well, do I want bigger lats or bigger glutes or you know what I mean? Yeah. Um. So anyway, it is it does it does kind of fascinate me um what you know what people's mindset is like after you know the first prep to now to me from my personal experience I think my first prep was probably the most difficult actually you know most most people as they get leaner and leaner um you know they find it more and more challenging or Mm -hmm. as they get better you know you end up having to be in a deficit for longer or you know you name it but you know that that part really didn't bug me at all it was more so like the first one was just so incredibly challenging just from a a change in lifestyle perspective right yep as a you know 17 18 year old kid going from you know pounding down you know tons and tons of calories to all of a sudden oh you can't eat that like yeah. you, this is you're limited to this little wheelhouse of, of food, and and then you know at first you're like great results, this is great, you know, like the results are very motivating, but then you know pretty soon you get to a place where you're like, hmm, this uh, I'm hungry all the time. I'm going to bed hungry. I'm chewing ice mm-hmm. to try and not, you know, mm-hmm. just chew my fingers off, and uh, you know you you get to. Uh, experience some different things and experience hunger Um, and it's kind of um, you know as a 17 18 year old kid you don't have a whole lot of life's perspective Mm -hmm. to pull off of at that point so you're kind of just a miserable little turd I think yeah whereas when you get into this at you know late 30s early 40s right it's you you've lived a life already right you have a lot of life's experience you've been through a lot of things you know you've been through things that are hard you've been you know through a lot of different situations and so you can kind of tell yourself well this is not the end of the world i'm just hungry right yeah whereas an 18 year old kid's kind of like it's the end of the world it's the end of the world because you're hungry right (laughs) and i think you know for me like I mean, sure, there were times I was absolutely hungry, right? Don't mm-hmm. get me wrong, but I expected to be way more hungry than I was. I think it was the pure exhaustion, right? Yeah, that I was, was the say part. That never did I ever on a, a six a.m. on a Wednesday come in and ask her how she was doing and have her say, "I'm just so starving." That's no. never. That was never the lead. Mm-hmm. Maybe there there was some hunger comments, sure. but it was never the lead. It was, 
I am so tired. <laughs> like, no kidding. <laughs> I, yeah, I mean, you you combined with, I mean, there was times in prep, I was I was here before 4 a.m., right? Like, and you, you couple that with no food, mm. right? Oh, and a low yes. amount of food, and then you go home, <clears throat> and you've got to, you know, get your kids to school and, and put in your full-time job, and then guess what? At night, you're not done. You don't get to just check out, right? But... It is oh, what it is. That's the commitment you make. <laughs> right. That's the commitment you make. And it can be an excuse or you just right. trudge through it. Yeah. Well, um, something that, you know, can help with the whole day job situation is, you know, and we always talk about steps and cardio and things like that on this podcast. But um, for people out there that, you know, say they want to start getting in shape uh, and they want to start changing some habits. What are some of the things that you did that were, you know, relatively simple mm-hmm. yet impactful changes that you made to your routine and your schedule yeah. in order to, you know, get everything in or optimize the time you had in the day? Sure. Well, we all have the exact same amount of hours, right? And so it's where are you going to prioritize your time? Um, And so for me, it can be a small, simple thing to get up 20 or 30 minutes earlier to make sure that you have enough time to do your cardio, right? That's a small change that you can do. You know, not three hours earlier, 30 minutes um, can be impactful. And then, you know, I uh, would go home and get my workday started. And then usually about, you know, I usually have a call around 10 a.m. and I have uh, a treadmill desk, right? And so I would jump on my oh, treadmill nice. and I would take a, a, a conference call from there, usually for 30 oh, minutes, yeah. start walking. That's wonderful. Yep. Yeah, that's and awesome. then come lunchtime, instead of sitting down and eating, I'd actually grab my dog. We'd go crank out a mile and a half walk on lunch. And then I had about 20 minutes left. So that's where I would grab my food and then sit back down at one o'clock to work and, and eat while I worked, yeah. right? To get that done. Um, and then I knew about four or five o'clock I get super tired. And mm-hmm. so I would try to get up again about three or three thirty, have that protein shake, mm-hmm. right? Get another little fresh air. And sometimes that walks five minutes yeah. because I don't have time to do a 30 minute walk, right? Mm-hmm. Just getting some fresh air and getting back to it. Yeah. No, I think that's really, really valuable. Absolutely. Yeah. And I will say that I think that I am the dog MVP for all of the steps that I make everybody do because True. there's a lot of happy dogs. Very. Because of me. <laughs> Very. And because you of are. our coaches. <laughs> here at the Mecca. <laughs> so team, team Mecca is very pro-dog exercise as well. There's a lot of walks that happen. Pro-dog. Yep, for and, sure. And uh, so anyway, yep. shout, shout out to us for giving the dogs of the world <laughs> exercise. Yeah. <laughs> um, what's, what's the first thing you think when you wake up in the morning? I think about my goals. The minute my eyes open, I think about what am I going to do right now to go hit this goal and you know I'm excited about it I'm excited to get on my feet and go and see what I can do to you know make a little bit of progress today so that's really the first thing that I think about we paid her to say that no (laughs) he did not (laughs) Um, so um, here's a good question let people get to know you a little bit better if you could have dinner with three people dead or alive who would they be in I hate this question I love love asking this question question. yeah Yeah, Yeah. you know um, 
I, right out of the gate, it's pretty easy for me. Uh, I lost a long-term boyfriend that I was in an eight-year relationship uh, with suddenly and unexpectedly in uh, 2020 of a massive heart attack at 44 years old, um, which, you know, again, another thing that got me through is fitness, but that is the first person that I would like to sit down and have dinner with. Yeah. Um, I lost my grandmother when I was nine years old, who I was very close with, so I'd like to sit down with her as well. And, um, you know, I don't know. I think for me, I, I really uh, admire just strong women role models, mm-hmm. right? At the end of the day, I think a lot of, uh, you know, I would, I would totally eat dinner with Michelle Obama. I'd like to pick her brain not a little bit. Oprah? Nope, not Oprah. <laughs> not Oprah. Michelle Obama. I mean, I'm not going to turn down dinner with Oprah, but <laughs> I would say no. she might bring Michelle. <laughs> right. Yeah, you, you like, I will Oprah if you, you bring could, Michelle. You could have him as a, a double date. There right. Yeah. Yep. There we go. Beautiful list. Yep. Um, <clears throat> top three books. Let's, let's talk about the reader that you are. You know, I'm not a big reader, and I think you'll laugh at this, because what happens to me is the minute I sit down to read, I fall asleep. That's I weird. have the same problem. That's right? Fair. Your eyes get so tired real quick. Yeah. Oh, man, it's rough. Uh, yeah, Hard especially when you have early, early mornings, and you're tired, and it just relaxes me, and I'm out. But that being said, I do have... So you're an audiobook type of girl? I'm not. No, because I'm, you know, in recruiting, you're on the phone all day long, and talking to people. I don't want to be talked at in my ears. So... That's um right. That's right. Already enough. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yep. Yeah. I like um, Grit by Angela oh. Duckworth. Mm. I don't know if okay. you've read that, but I just about people who possess grit and some of their characteristics it's pretty cool um my favorite book is called the untethered soul by michael singer and that book is about um overcoming the mental boundaries you set for yourself is that fiction non-fiction non-fiction very good yep Okay. So that what would be that one, one again. Hunter, got it right. Got it right. The guys. Untethered Soul, Michael Singer. The untethered Soul. Yep. The Untethered Soul. Grit by Angela Duckworth. The other one would be Critical Conversations. I don't remember who wrote that, but um, Critical Conversations. Yeah, it started out as like a leadership book that I was reading, uh, right? Uh-huh. To to have conversation with employees, but it again just bled into every single part of my life, right? To be able to have yeah. conversations with people that, you know, you tend to avoid <clears throat> because they make you uncomfortable, but those conversations that need to be had yeah that's a, that's good i Definitely. think a lot of people need that kind of it's a great book education yeah we, life we like the hard conversations in this room gotta have the hard conversations yeah um <clears throat> are you a movie goer yes yes a movie goer <laughs> so funny thing we were um driving to seattle maggie and i and uh I talked about this on Brett's podcast too. Right. How we were talking pop pop culture stuff and mm-hmm. in the uh, car on the way down there, and I'm like, you know, Braveheart, Last of the Mohicans music, and I'm like, what movie is this from? And she's like, dude, I don't know. I don't know. Stop. <laughs> and I'm like, oh man, Maggie's not in pop culture, but I think it was just not the right kind of pop. Culture. Right. Eric's also like 12 years younger than me, so. <laughs> You were she, so funny on that trip to the rom coms. I think that's that's what it's Nothing all about. Wrong no, with that, you were you were you like 
you were on one with the music on the way up oh, there. Yeah, As we yeah. rolled into Seattle, and it was like foggy and rainy and dark, and he was just blasting the last of the Mohicans. And I'm oh, like, man. who are you? That was great. That was the inside line. It, it was a vibe. Yeah. It was a vibe. Yeah. We had been on the road quite some time yeah. at that point. Yeah, I just finish this strong. Yeah. yeah. Right. yeah this is all for his mental yeah. stability. He was just trying to. Everybody in the, the back had here. earbuds on, right? Yeah, Tuning right. them out. I'm like, I'll play. Yeah. <laughs> she got stuck in the front seat with me. Uh, top two movies for you. Oh, Cinderella Man. Number oh, no, one. It's a, movie. it's okay. a great movie. Just, you know, someone who, you know, was at the top of their game and fell to the bottom and fought their way back. Mm-hmm. Um, I really try to model my life around that. And then my favorite comedy is Old School. Oh, dude. Yes, we did talk about we that. We did talk about that. You're my boy, Blue. Yeah. You're my boy. Yeah. I think you and Great. I talk about that almost on a monthly basis. Yeah. I mean, it's yeah. got We love that movie. Yeah, we've got to be. I still want to go around and kidnap somebody that I know at one point in the van to initiate them. <laughs> I just think that'd be hilarious. <laughs> I'll but, film it. <laughs> yeah. And then, you know, you've got these kids and, uh, gosh, that just got in trouble. It was in the news. Um, the kids, it's like in Fruitland. Did you hear about that? Oh, yep. Oh, dude. So these kids, apparently, I don't know a ton about it. I'm, I hopefully I don't butcher this story, but there's like a what a football team or something mm-hmm. in Fruitland that like kidnapped some of their younger uh, classmen, younger players on the team, and like did some weird crap to them. Hazing. Man. Yeah, hazing type stuff. You got like, some hazing going on. But like beyond the type of stuff, like. Come on! I played competitive ice hockey. Like, yeah, sure, got for sure. We, we were a little, we were weird, yeah, right? Yeah. This goes, this goes beyond the typical. Like, I put icy hot in your jock, you know. You're right. Like, Jeez, it, that's just it's terrible like, anyway. Dude, yeah. Well, <laughs> let's not get into that too far, but, um, but yeah. So yeah, that's then, too bad. Then I hear stories like that, and I'm like, yeah, maybe I won't go fake kidnap any one of my friends. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want to be in the headlines. I don't want to get in the, to Yeah, guys. exactly. Yeah. I don't want to be in the headlines for oh, a local business owner. Right. Kidnaps, owner of the Mecca Gym. Yeah. You kidnaps <laughs> employees and, you know, zip ties them. And anyway. Yeah. And know. shows them old school. Okay. Yeah. Right. Yeah. That would, that would be good. That'd be a feel good. And story. ties cinder blocks to their, yeah. No. <laughs> Stop immediately. Uh, so uh, tell us a little bit about uh, your music selection in the gym. Let's talk about this. You already know the answer to this. Well, I know your boy. Well, so I really genuinely, so it's kind of funny. One day I think I told Eric to turn on Eminem. Right. It, like there was one day that the music was god awful and I'm like, go turn on some Eminem. Right. Yeah. And um, so we started talking about it. And now I think Eric thinks I have a really strong obsession with Eminem. I, think she does. <laughs> I really uh, I know a lot of people say this, but because I spend a significant amount of time in the gym and I do a significant amount of cardio. Mm-hmm. Right. I listen to a lot of music. And so really. So let's talk about that with the music yeah. and the cardio since you mentioned that you are somebody that has to do an exceptional amount of cardio for um, especially for competition prep. So yep. that would be a, a good word of advice because everybody's different. What are some of the tricks that you use to keep yourself occupied through 
doing that some of that longer duration cardio stuff right so i'm super passionate about you never cheat on your cardio first of all you never cheat a minute of your cardio because you're only cheating yourself never cheat on the gym never cheat on your cardio right get off my soapbox there but uh you know a lot of people like to watch shows i actually Mm -hmm. hate it um i i don't like just looking down it makes me almost a little bit dizzy i know that might Mm -hmm. sound funny but i get a little out of balance when i try to watch tv i don't like audiobooks and, and talking in my ears and so to me it is music right I get on there and just you know depending what I I feel like that day I kind of sink into a certain genre if you will and and listen to that that day and so like you know if you do old school on Fridays then you just stick with you know your Snoop your Biggie your Pac Mm -hmm. whatever right and you write that and then you know there are other days where you might do 80s or whatever that looks like right just find Mm -hmm. the music that you enjoy Spotify the best $14 on earth you can spend right just load those Spotify. Load those playlists up, and and that's what works for me. Now, mm-hmm. again, some people love to watch shows. Um, I see people reading books, which I have no clue how Dude, coordinated you have I, to be. I try, <laughs> but I'm like not, yeah, not, yeah, not during cardio. Yeah, I feel like, um, you know, and I we've talked about this even on this podcast already. Like, I, I indoor cardio is not my jam, but even like if I'm out doing like outdoor stuff, cardio, like music is definitely uh, a staple Mm -hmm. Um, and it's like get in the groove get in the groove you know what I mean and it's almost like like at first you start off listening to that music but that's almost like a trigger just to let your mind like wander oh absolutely and eventually you're not really listening to the music anymore it's like you're in your own fantasy island just like well you're just in your own thoughts and you're just for sure it's kind of like uh it's kind of like you enter the matrix right well you get plugged in and it's just like thing that happens yeah i mean i've worked out so much mentally on on cardio right like I go in there and I plug in my music and I lock down and whether it's stress at work or personal things going on or grief or you know what I mean whatever that is I've worked through so much on that elliptical with the music in the background the the music is just pace setting for you right right. Um, for you to kind of have that time and and I really value that time that's the time in the morning where I kind of set my tone for the day of here's what I need to get through here are the things that are bothering me right right, and work through that Yeah, it's amazing how music can just shift moods too for sure like unbelievably like you could feel i remember there's one specific time i was here like midnight working out because that's the time i could do it exhausted and stuff and then i turned this like this one song comes up and it just shifted my whole like i was like energized at that sure it's crazy how that works it's like putting on the hood ask andrew what happens when heavy metal comes on in the morning how my mood changes we're not going to touch that. We're not going to touch that on this podcast. Uh, so anyway, back to gym, gym playlists. Yep. <clears throat> um, what is your? Uh, what are some some gym playlist staples? Oh man, I mean, I really love. There's some really good um, playlists around like Michael Jackson, right? You can go mm-hmm. into some pretty cool like mixes around Michael Jackson. Um, Like I said, I mean, I'm a kid of the 90s, so I love, like, 90s rap. Or as Andrew calls it sometimes. What does Andrew say sometimes? Baby making music? Baby making music. Absolutely. Yeah. I like, I really do. I like everything. I'm a big Beatles fan, uh, which isn't necessarily a big gym 
kind of feeling. I actually don't listen to the Beatles very much in the gym, but once in a while I will. Yeah, I can't do Beatles. In the, I, I like the Beatles all right, but yep. a little come Maybe together. Maybe when I'm walking out of the gym. Yeah, a little come together. Right. You know? Um, <clears throat> excuse me, but yeah, I don't know if I could get into Beatles. You foam roll, some stretching, right? Like there are certain oh, there times. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yep. They could be on the stretching playlist for sure. <laughs> um, what's your What's your preferred training style? Like, what do you like to do for exercise the most? Oh, there's man. a lot of things that you do. Obviously, there's lifting, there's cardio, there's all that stuff. Is there a particular muscle group you enjoy training the most? Is there a particular um, exercise and or rep range you prefer? Do you like, you know, what What are your pros and cons of lifting and cardio? Give us, give us some thoughts. Yeah. Well, when I started, I think like most human beings on earth, I hated cardio. Uh, I don't think that's uncommon, I right? That's, I'm going on a long time now and that hasn't really changed. So. I know. I know that for sure. <laughs> but over time, I've really learned to love it. I love that feeling of getting my endorphins going and, and my blood flowing and, and getting off of there and feeling kind of myself suck that air, right? I, I actually do really enjoy cardio. I mean, the runner's high is that's a, a real thing. thing. Yep, yeah. for sure. And then as far as lifting goes, I mean, I'm a bikini competitor. I'm always trying to build my booty, right, at the end of the day. But stuff for the win that's right um but i love to deadlift which is yeah i didn't necessarily expect um and i will do shoulder raises for the rest of my life (sighs) yep just pumping out just raising your arms over right yep till i can't lift them side raises until Really, just from dusk till dawn, just <laughs> yep. all day long, side raises, yeah. just go for it. I, I mean, Eric knows this. I, I like variety, right? I like to mix things up. Um, unfortunately, with some of my health issues, right, we have to we have to work around my knees. And yeah. so, you know, my lower body stuff is pretty much set of what I can do, period. And mm-hmm. so a lot of variety on anything else kind of gives me that balance. Yeah, she does. She likes a fair bit of variety. That is the case. And, you know, that that can be good or bad. Um, You know, as we've talked before, like a ton of variety, a ton of variation isn't necessarily like, you know, it's like you can, you can obviously have variety. That's fine. But, you know, sticking to your like improving upon the basics is, is really, really important. And I think Maggie's definitely one that is, um, challenge has challenged her patience a little bit <laughs> just being like like no we we have to continue to do this you know mm-hmm. but you know trying to give her as much variation and just things to keep her mentally stimulated as well as physically stimulated right. you know that's super important with you know and it's good that you mentioned that um when it comes to you know your exercise selection and you know, rep ranges and things like that. I feel like a lot of people, you know, they kind of get bored and fizzled out with yeah. stuff. And which, you know, like true strength and conditioning is pretty boring. You know, it's very, you know, can be very linear, can be very, you know, doing, practicing the same things and just getting better at the same things. Like sometimes you just want to do something else. Right. Um, but that's like there's a balance to that that's why a lot of people don't make progress is because they are trying to vary too much i mean like crossfit for example right too much variation you're not getting good at one particular thing other than like sweating right Uh um so 
well, it's not necessarily true. I shouldn't say that. Overgeneralizing CrossFit, but you know. Um, but to um, you know, to that extent, with um, other people just coming and working out in the gym, and it's like, well, one day they'll do some of this. Oh, one day they'll do some of that. Like, there's not enough structure to cause you know good adaption. So right. they kind of just spin their wheels. So it's it is. Um, can be difficult especially when you're you know doing exercise programming for literally hundreds of people like how do you how do you keep everybody mentally engaged and how do you you know Mm -hmm. how are we going to manipulate things to keep things interesting what new things can we try what old things do we have to keep in you know and I think getting good feedback from you know the athlete or the individual Mm -hmm. themselves is obviously super helpful that way I'm not just like well I wonder if she likes this or Let's that. Shoot from the right? hips, see what happens. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, because there is an element like, um, you know, people have to be engaged and be interested. Like, you want them to do things that they enjoy, not just things that they have to do, but you know, kind of bridge that gap between keeping them interested, keeping them enjoying what they're doing, but keeping them making progress. So you have to, you know, kind of fit all that stuff in, right? Right be challenging but that's why you get a good coach that's fun yeah that's the fun part too right yeah you get to do new stuff and that's what i like about our relationship is you ask me what do you like to do right what is it you like to do and then you'll say well what about this right and we can kind of we negotiate every eight weeks (laughs) i won't do that but i'm willing to do this negotiation (laughs) always um so who would play your character in a biography Hunter, who you got? My first thought was Emily Blunt. Oh, really? Mm. Okay. I can see... Hmm. Who you got? Who you got? Who's your doppelganger? You know, I don't know that I have one. I don't know. I mean, I I want Jennifer Aniston to play me. I was going to say Jennifer (laughs) Aniston. should have said it. Get out of here. That's who I want to play me. I was going to say Jennifer Aniston. That could be a good fit. Yeah, I get that one, and the one that I can't stand that I get is Denise Richards. Oh. mm, Back when my hair was darker. Thank you. not seeing that. Thank you. Honestly, um, you kind of... I can see a resemblance between you and now personality wise, what she usually plays in a movie. No, but like from a looks perspective, your look almost reminds me of, um, gosh, who plays black widow? Scarlett Johansson. Scarlett Johansson. I had actually oh. had that come to mind. Yeah. Yeah. It, like if she was blonde, I think that that could actually like from you a get Denise Richards, huh? Yeah. Right? I, hate that. I don't see it either. Yeah. Do you Thank have a picture you. pulled up? Let me see that. Oh, that's what I got pulled up. Oh, oh, oh. Yeah. I think it's the eyes. I think that's usually yeah, what gets people. I think it's the blonde-ish. I don't know. I don't know. I don't We're know. no go on her. We're just that's We're going with Jennifer Aniston. Yeah. Or, yeah. Deal. I'll take Emily Blunt. I'll take Scarlett <laughs> Johansson. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Perfect. Deal. Mm-hmm. Uh, top top two role models um, and influences in your life. You know, I struggle with the word role model. I really do. I don't believe in necessarily wanting to be just like someone. I want right. to be Maggie. I want to be the best version of Maggie. So there's kind of it's kind of twofold for me, which is people that I look up to, right? Which for me, a lot of those people are here in this gym. It's women like you know, I'm I get to work out next to 
Stacy McBride. I get to work next to, you know, Corey Wagner when she's mm-hmm. here. Kaylea Rhodes. Like, those are the people. Cheryl Diger. People that influence me, right? That, that live a lifestyle that I want to live. And then really, I've always had kind of this theory that in your life, you have what I call the board of directors, right? The people that have a seat at your table, that when you are going to make a big decision in your life, it's the people that have influence in those decisions. And, you know, those people have different roles. And so obviously, my children, my parents are there. Eric has a seat at that table. Yes, I made You're on the board. You're on the board. I'm on the board. You're on the board. (laughs) There's no salary, by the way. Just... Zero incentive. I like titles. Sassy talk. I don't know. I like titles. Can I be HR on the board? Absolutely not. Oh, come on. You are the fitness advisor. That's your role. Stay in your seat. Stay in your lane. Stay in your lane. So, you know, those are some of of my key people that influence my life. I like that. Yep. Everybody has a board of directors. Yep. They should have a good board of directors. They should. Yeah. You should because those are the people that you go to, right? If I go to Eric, I mean, we've had conversations where I said like, "Hey, I'm I'm thinking about this job, right? And how is this going to impact my fitness, right? And I knew yeah. that if I took that position that it was going to take away from what I was doing here, right? And he can, you know, weigh his perspective in and how's it going to affect my kids and those sort of things. So it's right. having those people that you go to that you trust to be honest with you. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, I, like that I think that's really cool. And that's something that we definitely haven't heard before, you know, on this podcast is having kind of your, because I think a lot of people can relate to that, right? You kind of have your people that like, you know, if you're going to make a big decision, that's like, and you're kind of on the fence about, like, obviously you're a big girl, you can make big girl right. decisions on your own. But if you're like, hmm, I kind of want to mold this over and, you, you know, you can have a, a group of people that you trust to say, hey, I want to bounce this idea off you. What yeah. do you think? Right. You know what I mean? And I think it's cool that you kind of phrase it that way because the whole point of a board of directors is people coming from different backgrounds with different opinions exactly. to come to the best possible conclusion. So it's not like you have people in your corner who are just there to kind of root you on and say, do whatever you want. We're going to support you. Yeah. It's, yeah. You can do whatever you want to do. And I want the people at that table that are going to to call me out as well, Mm -hmm. right? To say, hey, you know, and and Eric's going to have one opinion and just using like another job, for example, he's going to have one opinion and my dad might have another because it's going to pay me more, right? Right. Like, I mean, you got to take in those different perspectives and then make that educated decision by yourself. But I'm very lucky to be surrounded by incredible people. Um, and I think that people really should, you know, look around their lives, see who's in their lives, and are those people sitting at the table or not? You might need to fire your board. You got to get rid of you. The board. I have fired people at my board. Uh, yeah, I, I guarantee <laughs> all, good, all good company. All, all right, good I promoted company. them to fans. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Beautiful. Yeah. Oh. Speaking of fans, when's your OnlyFans page starting? You know what? There's been some technical glitches. Oh, oh no. my God. I'm a mother, Eric. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> oh, man. Good Lord. Well, if you're lucky enough to find yourself at the Mecca between the hours <laughs> of like 4.30 a.m. and, you know, 7 a.m., you are lucky enough to uh, be in the presence of wonderful Maggie here. And... She is a treat. Um, I've enjoyed every moment of coaching you over the years, and it just keeps getting better and better. So I just want to thank you for being such a dedicated young lady. And thank you, And for being sir. yourself and being awesome. Always authentic. I think people can learn a lot from, from Maggie in that regard. There's, you know, 
she's not a person that I ever have to worry about, you know, reading into things. She always speaks her mind and is well-spoken and clear. So that's appreciated for anybody out there that has um, a coach or a board of directors, you know, beating around the bush does not help anybody. So um, I think that comes from, uh, you know, a a good old HR background and plus your, (coughs) your wonderful personality. Thanks. Pretty direct. Pretty direct. Um, But um, yeah, it's, it's been a pleasure. So I just wanted to let everybody know that, um, you know, we've enjoyed having you as part of the family. It's been great. Thanks. Yep. Um, and you also set a great example for others out there. So that I appreciate. And you've mentioned some other names on the podcast that are also, you know, I'm super proud of our whole, you know, group here to have, um, you know, especially a group of strong females that um, have great personalities but you know all get along so well um for whatever reason i think that that's pretty that it's just rare these days to have a group of women that jive as good as um a lot of the ladies in here do i think you you're all just awesome awesome individuals so that's why it it works but they're all awesome they're all they're all just great they're all great people agreed um so thank you for being on do you have any uh closing statements for us no just thank you I mean I've always said like I mean I'm so lucky to have you in my life and and you and I have just been kind of we've been through a lot right at the end of the day we've been through a ton and I've always said that Eric's the compass on my journey right I knew that we wouldn't have had the successes that both of us have had without each other so thank you sir you're very welcome well, everybody, hopefully you enjoyed. Um, hit hit Maggie up on the socials if oh. you're, uh, you know, have any questions for her. She loves getting the DMs. Love uh, it. <laughs> and uh, we will see you next week. Thanks, everybody. Thank you for joining us on the Power of Lifting podcast. Be sure to like, comment, subscribe, and share. For more content like this, follow Eric Cafferty and the Mecca Gym on all social media platforms.